0: you'll
1: find anywhere. Transfer portal has been a hot topic around college sports, not just in football, but for Auburn, there have been some big needs that we have needed to get in the transfer portal. So today we are going to talk about three guys that we feel like are imperative to success for Auburn in the fall, or at least filling significant holes only during this second portal period. Had a lot of guys come in um, during not a lot of guys, but we have had quite a few players come in during this portal period. But we're going to talk about three of them, not necessarily in order of importance, right? So we're just going to list the three that we have here and then discuss why we feel like those guys are important. The three that we came up with, really, my G came up with because you know he is our uh, our portal guru today. Um, Jalen McLeod, the Edge from App State, Jaden Muskrat. The offensive lineman from Tulsa and Peyton Thorne quarterback coming over from Michigan State is who we have listed as our three biggest upgrades, biggest positions of need, best players, whatever you want to say coming in in this second portal period. Um, I will start the conversation off with you, Mike G, because these were the names that you put forth for us to discuss today. Why did you decide These would be the three guys, and why did we not interrupt you and say you're crazy?
2: Uh, Well, uh, Auburn has, to me, two very big areas of need uh, coming into the fall. Uh, Number one, the passing game and pass protection, and number two, that Jack position, right on defense. So uh, Jalen McLeod uh, is 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 really good, guys. I I think he I think he has a chance to be a star here. Um, But if I had to pick one, that would be the most important. Of the three. Uh, I was going back and forth between Muskrat and Thorne. I'm going to lean on Thorne here. I just don't think Auburn has a lot of experience as a quarterback. Um, and his experience could play big for them coming this fall, uh, depending on how the other guys come along. So I know we've said over and over, it's still a quarterback battle. But I think Peyton Thorne bringing in 26, uh, 2,600 yards and you know almost 20 touchdowns uh, would be huge for Hugh Freeze this coming season.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely, so. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of my line of thinking there with these three guys. Yeah. Yeah. B-Will, any thoughts on these top three guys as constructed? I want to echo his excitement
0: about the edge that we got. Jalen McLeod. Um, Listen, I want anybody who, who, if you feel motivated, go look at the draft results after round two. And you will start to see some mid-major talent really in round three. There were linebackers who got off the board before – uh, Owen Papo before some some D1, Power 5, big schools, because there's talent all over the place. Now, traditionally, they go to those schools, they stay there, and that's it. They stay there, and it's up to the NFL scouts to find them at Sacramento State, to find them at James Madison, to find them at North Dakota State, or, or where, wherever they're at. But now they get an opportunity, due, due to the transfer portal, to come up to a bigger program a more public, a more visible program. And when they do that, teams like us can benefit. We may have one of those gyms, one of those fourth, third, maybe even second round guys who was producing at that level. Now, everybody goes, oh, well, he was producing there. Can he produce here? Some of it is just the guy is the guy. And he can just do that job. He can play that position that way. He, um, I always think of him, he played for the Indianapolis Colts. He's actually a Hall of Famer. Was it Mathis, the defensive end that they had? Uh, maybe this yeah. is not his name. Yeah, he I mean, Robert
1: Mathis was one, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Listen, he was a Hall of Famer. He, he came from, uh, he went to HBCU, as a matter of fact, I think. But he was slightly undersized, which is why he was slept on. Sometimes you either just, you just got it. You are that dude. Is it sometimes about your competition you're able to dominate because you're not going to be facing these NFL left tackles? Sure. Yes. Sometimes it can absolutely be that, that these guys are smaller and not as fast as you, so you can dominate. But once you go up a level, they're quicker on their first step. They've got enough power to just stunt your rush, and you can't be as productive. But sometimes they're just the guy. And I'm hoping, the productivity suggests we have, this is a chance where McLeod is just one of those guys. And so I'm hoping that he ends up landing the biggest for us because I think we think a lot of the talent in, we've thought a lot of our talent in the wide receiver room and even the quarterback room, even though it wasn't proven before, um, you know, outside of Peyton Thorn and his productivity coming in here. But Edge is in a very, very similar position. We've got talent. We, we know that we've got highly talented guys. We've got some experienced guys, very experienced with the transfer, uh, Elijah McAllister coming in. We've also got very heavily talented. Everybody say he's eye-popping with... Um, Kelvin, what's his name? Fault. Kendrick Fault, excuse me. So we've got a mix of experience and talent, but who is going to be... We don't have one that's both. Proven. Productivity. That can do it. This is a position where we see that. I'm very close to saying that that might be the most important pickup because, I mean, the last time we had a guy that you could count on for some QB pressures or sacks, it was Sensei Mud. Like, he's going to get it right now. It was Sensei Mud. Like, I, I think... Echo Leota could have been that dude if he had stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. So True. unfortunately for him, he wasn't. But that is so critical in our major runs, whether it was D4 in 2013, Sensei Mudd in 2017, of course, Nick Fairley from the inside in 2010. Every time you find some outstanding success from Auburn, it might not be because our defense was just shut them down, but it meant timely stops. And this could be, I think that could be one of the dudes that that does that for us for the first time. And like I said, Five six years, so I think McCloud's the most important pickup.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that he's proven that he can do it against Power Five uh, offensive lines. You know, uh, everybody remembers what he did against Texas A and M. Um, he's played against the likes of Miami, right? Like, so he's been out there and he's done it against Power Five opponents, even SEC West opponents. Um, so he has the size, he's got the speed. And uh, he has Mike G's favorite attribute of all defensive players, which is a high motor. High but motor. Let's go. Mike, Mike G, if you guys did not know, loves <laughs> guys with high motors. He doesn't like low motor guys. Um, and so you have to make sure that you mention that whenever discussing a defensive player. And Mike G is in the conversation that the motor of that young man is high. Jalen McLeod. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah, I, I would agree that, um, no, we didn't put them in a ranking and I, I'm not going to, I don't want to put you guys on the spot and say who you would think is number two on the list. Cause I think we are pretty unanimous that number one is McLeod. Um, but, well, I still say Thorne. I still say Thorne is number one, but like I, oh, you I want, think Thorne is the is yeah. the most important. Yeah, okay. yeah, I
2: still think Thorne is number one, but because you you had they had it. I mean, think about it. They only had two. Viable scholarship quarterbacks going into this season. Right. Um, and that's a dangerous place to be. So um, I still think Thorne is number one. And I, I I won't argue with Jalen at all. Like, I think mm-hmm. their reasoning is makes sense. Um, so it would be close. Right, uh, I think, but you know, Thorne, man, I I don't know, man. I just think with the lack of experience you have a quarterback, having a guy bring in, you know, and, and raise the floor of the quarterback room in year one for you, Freeze is, is going to be huge uh, for him. That's why they went out and got him. So, yeah. you know, they, it was said, stated that they had their eyes on him. Uh, you know, he he, uh, I believe he graduated, uh, but still yes. has two years left to play. Yes. And uh, you know, I, I think if anything, even if he doesn't win it. Uh, I think he helps improve the other two. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think I think this tightens up the competition quite a bit. Uh, so if one of them does win it, then uh, we know that they beat out a guy with a, with a lot of experience. I, I would feel really good about Robbie Ashford if he beat out Thorne going into the fall. Yes. If yes. Hugh Freeze chose Robbie Ashford over Thorne going into the fall, I would feel really good about Robbie Ashford because I don't right. think he would take that decision very lightly, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, so right. yeah. So, so Thorne, Thorne all, in a lot of facets, right? Like because of the competition he brings and because of this area of need and because
1: they I mean, need to get the, the pass of going. Itself, yeah. yeah, I mean, quarterback. It, quarterback is... is. I, I don't know that anybody would uh, would argue that the quarterback is the most important position on the field. So adding experience in the quarterback room is, is vital to the success of your program. And I think that, you know, the staff, uh, Coach Hugh Freeze, Monty, uh, I was about to say Money Kiffin, uh, Philip Montgomery, <laughs> um, both realize that they need the right person to be able to, to lead in that room. It's not just about their ability. You know, we talk about ceiling, floor, all those sorts of things. A portion of your floor and your ceiling is not just your athleticism. It's not just your ability to make throws. It's your ability to lead. It's your ability to be a calming presence. It's your ability to get guys rallied behind you. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see Peyton Thorne, By all accounts, I have talked to uh, some people who are Michigan State fans that I know who follow the team pretty closely. I've talked to some people who just follow the Big Ten closely who've seen him from the opposing side, um, and I think actually it's important to get both sides of that conversation, not mm-hmm. just the people who were because you know if you're a fan of a team your opinion can be drastically swayed about a player, right? right? Like right. if if he didn't do good one game, he's the worst player in the world. If he did really right. great one game, he's, oh my God, he's the the savior of our football program, right? Right, right. So you're going to get, you know, both sides of that equation from most fans, from people who are on the opposing sideline looking at that player though, you'll probably get a pretty honest evaluation of who that person is, especially if they don't have to play him anymore. They'll You'll get... I'm so glad that guy's not on the opposite sideline anymore. Oh, my God, thank goodness he's not playing against us. Or, yeah, I I really wish they would have kept him. He was a bump, right? You'll get that 100% from people. So I got a good mix of that. And what saying all that to say, it was pretty consistent that Peyton Thorne was a guy who wasn't going to be amazing, like, oh, my God, Heisman Trophy. But he was, if you give him time to operate, if you give get the right system and players around him, he's dangerous, yeah. right? And I think that knowing what we have as far as, you know, we um, at Auburn and our confidence right here in the war report in the tools that are around Peyton Thorne, I think he's walking into a good situation to be able to flourish. I think we're going to have a solid run game. And we'll talk about at at some later date where we think that run game is going to rank amongst the you know the country or the SEC first. Uh, let's talk about it now. First one. I, all right, we'll I'll talk joke, about I'll it. In a no, 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 no. We're not talking about it. I'll just saying. Um, <laughs> well, one. Uh, where how we think that the offensive line has progressed and where we think that they rank. You know, if uh, if Kenny if if I if I were to go, Kenny B on y'all. Um, those of you who don't know who Kenny B is, he uh, is on our podcast that we do with the Amen Corner, the Florida guy. He would tell you that Florida. You have to listen to him talk about Florida. It's amazing. He is the best homer in the world for Florida. He said t- Florida's a top five offensive line in the country. Um, he did say that. Yeah, he, I, I, that's not exaggeration. That's not me putting words in his mouth. That is a quote from our guy, Kenny B. Florida will have a top five offensive line in the country this season. What did he not say? Gonna they were going to win? Not eight, nine games? Did we he say nine? I think he said eight, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. He said he okay. gives them a chance at nine, but I think he said yeah. eight was like a, right. a, a guaranteed situation. Mm-hmm. He's very, very high on Florida. <laughs> That's my god though. man. Kenny is great. Yeah. Um, He's very high on Florida. I'm not going to go full Kenny B about our offensive line. I will say that I am. It'd be hard for us to not have improved because of how poorly we played for the vast majority of the last two seasons. But even if you take away what I thought was an abysmal start to the season and you just compare it to the last four games of last year, I think we're better than those last four games where the offensive line played well or serviceable mm-hmm. in the last four games. Run game definitely was on track. I think we got better in the offensive line and I am not as down on the wide receivers as most people seem to be. Right. So factor all of those things in and what I feel like is going to be a better play caller, Peyton Thorne is walking into a really great situation. Has a long explanation as to why I feel like Peyton Thorne should be a good quarterback for Auburn um, starting out. Because he should have everything around him that allows him to be good. All the stuff that people were like, well, Peyton Thorne's only good when he's got blah, 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 this, this, and that. He should have all those things.
2: Uh, Well, especially uh, considering the situation he's leaving as well, too, from what I've heard. Uh, What I've heard, Michigan State is a bit of a dumpster fire right now. Um, and Q Freeze, I think, is pulling Auburn together in a lot of ways. So yep. you know, he's jumping off of uh, a sinking ship onto you know, I mean, a floating wind, essentially, right? Auburn was his life raft, so to speak. Uh, and, and hopefully, the system jives, jives with him a little bit better than where they were headed at Michigan State, because mm-hmm. state was, State was oof, man. I mean, I know we asked we asked JG when he came on after Thorn signed. Uh, you know, does he have? Did he have? Is he going to have more talent? around him at Auburn, you know, and JZ was kind of neutral, right? Kind of depends on who you ask. I, I I think he might have more talent than people think. It's yeah. unproven talent, but
1: uh, who knows, man? Like, I'm just... It's, it's so weird, though, right? Like, and I, I get it. I get that certain programs get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to these sort of things, but it's so weird that nobody feels as if Auburn could have talent that just hasn't been proven yet, but they're definitely going to be good. Right. Okay. So here's the deal, right? Again, because
2: of the history at the better programs, they get that benefit of the doubt. Right. Their talent is unproven. Correct. Right. right. It's always, it's just, oh, they've got up.
1: another five star coming in. They got another four star coming. In. It's like we have four and five stars on this team, too, guys. Yeah. Come yeah. On.
2: So, like, uh, I just think it's, just, but they haven't done it yet. And, um, part of the reason they haven't done it is because there's been a lack of opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Just haven't thrown the ball that much. Right. So, you know, once they get that going, you might, as people, people may be like, where are all these, where do these wide receivers come from? And it's just like, well, we weren't throwing on the ball really if you were paying attention. Right. So, you know, after you after they if they get more targets and more opportunities, you'll, you may see more production. You know, that's usually how that goes. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. I, and, and so, you know, to the the point or the the conversation we were having with JG, I thought more about it after we talked about it. And this was, if you guys want to go back and hear that conversation, this was the day that Peyton Thorne committed to Auburn. Mike, right. myself, JG Tate, having a conversation about expectations around Peyton Thorne. And uh, I believe either in the chat or Mike asked uh, whether or not this was a more talented team than Michigan State. Right, and um, you know, at the time, I was like, I don't know. I have to think about it. I I've had time to think about it. I believe we've got a better stable of running backs than Michigan State had last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say after watching Peyton Thorne's film and how terrible that offensive line, like I I haven't looked at PFF stats on Michigan State's offensive line, and maybe one of you guys can look that up or have already looked it up. Looking at the film on them. They were not good. Right. I mean, I I thought Auburn's offensive line was bad. Michigan State's was embarrassingly bad. Like, mm-hmm. it was, there were situations where I was just like, you, you, they're running the same twist stunt over and over again and beating you guys multiple, like, how are you messing up the same thing over and over and over again in the same game? It's not like, it's a different, oh, I forgot, like, they yeah. just did this 2 plays ago. How did you not recognize this same action and not handle it? It like it was bad. It yeah. was bad.
0: And, and we know what type of effect that had on us here. Right. Like it was and, it was almost impossible to evaluate either holding or TJ at times because of how bad the line was. So if we got we got to extrapolate that to, to Peyton Thorne where he was at. If you're playing behind a terrible line right. and still brought down 19 and 10, listen. Almost two to one touchdown INT
1: ratio under terrible conditions. Right. I'll I'll take that under better conditions. Yeah. And that's that's why, you know, so I do think that our offensive line can be better than what Michigan State's offensive line was like. And again, I'm not even talking about like blitzing. I'm talking about rushing four guys, but just playing twist stunts up front with your defensive tackles. And they're Mm -hmm. blowing the assignments repeatedly. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, what, what what do y'all even work on in practice? Cause this yeah. ain't it, bro. This is not how this supposed to go down. Right. Um, so that and then the wide receiver situation is probably, I would actually give the edge to Michigan State right now in that regard. Keon Coleman is a man child. Like okay. he he's really, he's one of them guys out there yeah. as far as just like jump ball. Like he is every bit of what Mike Evans was in his years at Texas A&M. Okay. Okay. Like throw the ball in his vicinity, it don't have to be a great pass and he'll go up there and get it. Contested all of, he's every bit of that. Um hmm. not so, not like Mike Evans not like breakaway speed, but he could get open, he felt like he's he's Keon Keon Coleman he's nice. He ain't committed yet, has he? He has not committed yet. Um, okay. I don't feel great about him coming to Auburn? Yeah, I don't either. We haven't um, heard much. And then him. there was another kid from them, Reed, who's more of a speed guy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, I, I think I would take their wide receiver core today. But again, partially because ours is unproven. Mm-hmm. Um, but Camden Brown could be a Keon Coleman type. I think Jay Fair could be a Reed type. Uh, Javaris mm-hmm. Johnson could be a Reed type. And then they didn't really throw the ball to the tight end, so I would give the edge to us in our tight end room. Okay. So out of the the positions around him, running back, offensive line, wide receiver, tight end, I'm giving three of the four to Auburn.
0: Okay.
1: So okay. I think he's in a better situation right now than he would have been had he returned to Michigan State based upon what I know right now. Now, Mel Tucker— Twenty twenty one did a miraculous job in the transfer portal. I don't right. I hadn't kept up with Michigan State to know what they were doing in the transfer portal this offseason, um, as and, and whether or not they're gonna be in a better position than they were last year. But right now I'd give the edge to Auburn room for room um to, than what Michigan State was trotting out there on the field. Uh so he should be in a good situation to be able to reproduce the twenty twenty one Peyton Thorne that had NFL scouts saying, Oh, okay, this guy might be
0: something. Right. Right, right, right. So then that brings me to, to question then because you said their wide receiver core was with an equally bad offensive line, their wide, rec- wide receiver core being better resulted in some better play from Peyton Thorne. That's how you get to 19 touchdowns and in, mm-hmm. in 10 interceptions because you have guys who can make up the difference on the outside and the slot. So with that being the case, do you think that if we don't have a Keon Coleman, and I'm not, I'm not saying we don't, because mm-hmm. we we can find ours this year with better o line play and a better passing game, but if there isn't a Keon Coleman, a dude that's just a dude in the wide receiver room, do you still think that this can result without an explosive wide receiver that this can be a better year than it was last year for Peyton Thorne just with better offensive line and ring
1: game? Uh, I think the difference in in that for Auburn is going to be the play caller and the way that they scheme guys open. Mm-hmm. I don't think Michigan State did an immaculate job or even close to adequate job of scheming guys open last year. For, again, limited sample size, I probably shouldn't extrapolate too much based upon me watching what four games, three three or four games of theirs, but they were against some of their better opponents, right? So I wasn't I don't I don't really care what they did against you know, Podunkville, uh, university, right? Like I, that doesn't matter to me. Northern, like, Northern Michigan, uh, yeah. that's, T, that's, yeah. that's, it's, a, it's irrelevant <laughs> to me what you did in those games, right? Like you're supposed yeah. to look good in those games. If you looked bad in those games then we'd be having a completely different conversation, right? But against your better competition, how well did you perform? Because I think that's going to be a better analog to how they, he would perform in the sec, right? Because right. weekend and week out, you're going to be facing teams that look like your better competition, competition in the big 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel as if they did a ton to scheme guys open. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really more about go win your one on ones, go win your matchups as opposed so to that on. was their hearts and their own offense last yeah. year, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. it was it was about <laughs> individual matchups and efforts that they were trying to put together. and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, I'm not saying that there's a problem with having an offense that's constructed in that way. I'm saying that, If you have, if you don't have Keon Coleman, who is like, all right, I'm open, just throw me the ball and I'll make the catch in in contested traffic. Again, I do think we have an opportunity to do that this year with a guy like Cam Brown. If you don't have that, if you don't have a guy who's just faster than everybody else, so he's going to blow the top off, you got to scheme guys open. Right. And I do think that we have a coaching staff that's going to be available to scheme some guys open with just how they construct plays that'll give him a better opportunity. As long as he knows where to go with the ball and he makes an accurate delivery, he should be fine. Right,
0: I agree.
1: It's going to be um, fun, man.
0: It's it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how much of, well, he wasn't great last year. I, I think we, we under, well, we know we underestimate how much, not only what surrounding cast does for a quarterback, but also scheme. I don't think there's a better indicator of how valuable scheme is than our last four games last year versus our first eight, like right. night and day. Where we was Robbie slinging all over the place? No, I mean he wasn't. He had a hurt shoulder, but productivity. We couldn't even move the ball. I go back to our game against Missouri last year. Tank was healthy, Jarquez is healthy, and the same offensive linemen that were getting we were getting hella yards on the ground behind for the for the month of November couldn't find a yard against Missouri. Now Missouri's D line was tough. Don't get me wrong, but how poor we looked and predictable we looked on offense, man. Scheme just set us so far behind. We couldn't play to even what the players we had, what their potential was, because of how poor the scheme was. We could uh, we could unlock something big if, if Freeze and Montgomery are 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 doing their thing this year. So I want to yeah. see it.
1: No, yeah, I, I absolutely think that this this offense can blossom with better play calling or better I, I get frustrated as as a fan watching um Guys, just not like I was begging, like literally begging in games when we got into the red zone. Just put in a big, big body package, right? You've got a pass catching tight end. You've got a couple of pass catching tight ends on this team, right? But you've got a guy like Frazier who physically is bigger than most other linebackers or safeties he would be going up against or even a Tyler Fromm bigger than most of those guys faster than most of those guys or even if you wanted to go with the speedy guy like Schenker right who can catch the ball really well no problem cool we can still run the personnel and and this is this is why I was like it's not personnel groupings that I have an issue with run your personnel groupings just all right cool we're gonna have the tight end on the field but we're gonna flex him out and, and be a slot guy on this play right um because you've got four receiver packages that exist right there you can just run it with a tight end right so again it's just it's about skiing then yeah. put in your big body receivers put in your landon king and your camden brown in there you got three guys who should be good possession receivers you only need to get 20 yards right you're in the red zone go throw some jump balls to a couple of guys spread yeah. it out figure out where your best matchup is based upon that and let somebody go out there and catch the ball. like i don't I think sometimes they overcomplicated it last year for no there's there's no reason in the LSU game we should be running a rev, wide receiver reverse into a pass in the red zone when you have Camden Brown on the team. Right. Right. That yeah. is not necessary when you could just step back and let Robbie throw a jump ball to Camden Brown. Yeah. Why not? And so it just frustrated me not doing simple stuff like that and just saying, all right, cool. We're just going to let him do two-step drop, release it. We know he could do it. We just, we saw him do it a couple of games later in Arkansas to Camden Brown. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's like, so again, it's not like the place didn't exist in the play. You just decided, oh, we're going to get cute and we're going to run this reverse. Like, what? What? Why?
0: Yeah, we had a lot of things I would like to forget from lessons. <laughs>